All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Store Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Koval. Uh, you know, every week we bring in really incredible talent, creatives from around the planet and uh, particularly around the city of Chicago. This week is no different, but we have a, a duo, um, a, a team I'm really excited to, to build with and talk to. Uh, you know, I know... One of these individuals, Drew the Barber, has been lacing people for, for years in the city, making them look fresh for real. Uh, Drew and TJ are the uh, proprietors, the, uh, the, the, the brains and business duo behind No Cuts, No Glory Barbershop, and they are in the corner store today. Fellas, thanks for being here. Yeah, so fellas, I, I, you know, I have a lot of questions, but I want to start with just how, how do y'all know each other? How do we know each other? Uh, I, I believe TJ reached out to me on Facebook for a haircut some years back. How many years ago, TJ? Yeah, so, um, well, I just celebrated my wedding anniversary of uh, eight years, so it was eight years ago. So I, I'm not oh, wow. from Chicago originally, and, um, you know, candidly, guys were messing me up for about my first six months, <laughs> <laughs> so I... I started asking around for you know, somebody. I'm like, dude, I gotta look white. I gotta look right for my wedding. I'm like somebody's gotta, gotta do something. So somebody um, hit me on to Drew, and um, he's been the only person that's touched my head since 2012. That's that's real. The here it goes. The relationship with the barber is an intimate one, so I'm sure that you were really happy to find to find <laughs> that. Um, you know, now tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, Drew, you know, you, you're, you know, obviously Drew the barber, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we, we, that, it, it comes with the title. It comes with the title. And I, I want to ask you about, about how you came, um, because I know, I know cutting hair goes back with you, like in your family. Uh, but TJ, you are, you are, uh, you know, one of the, the, the business brains behind this, this oper- operation, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, you know, me and Drew, again, we've been rocking red for a really long time. And just, you know, as the client, you know, clientele relationship kind of started to grow, we really formed, you know, a friendship. And so, you know, the conversations in the barber chair are always intimate. And so, you know, we were hanging out doing other stuff. Drew was coming over to my Super Bowl party. You know, we go to a Cubs game, even though I'm a Cardinals fan. You know, we were just kind of hanging out. <laughs> and, um, you know, as he launched his first shot, um, we were just kind of, you know, bantering back and forth i was getting into school to do my mba and drew was asking a few questions here and there and you know from there it was just kind of like it just kind of made sense like you know i, I yeah. think he he appreciated the way i kind of a, a, approached some of the stuff with you know helping him learn some of that stuff as well as i'm learning from him and uh it was just a friendship so we're both just kind of out for the success of each other and it just kind of works a good uh good duo yeah yeah i, I can uh I mean, he couldn't have said it better. Um, you know, DJ, really great guy, man. Just just being able to get to know him as I was cutting him was, you know, all around great guy, great business mind. I would always hear how he, you know, just kind of how he thought, how he looked at business and how he was having fun with it. You know, it's very cookie cutter in a lot of different ways, but he had fun with it. And, you know, I had questions, you know, as a creative, if you will, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to have that balance of creative business mind, you know, and being able to be creative without having that, you know, restraint of structure and all those things. And, and, and TJ uh, just kind of, <laughs> it just naturally just, uh, it just happened, man. And, and it's been great to uh, have him on board. And it's really been um, helping the business 
uh, you know, really take off. And he, he come in and just help kind of settle me down, you know, give me some peace of mind, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, just just what it is, man. Right. Because, you, I mean, Drew, you've been cutting hair for a long time, but no cuts, no glory, this, this, this barbershop, this business venture is still a relatively new um, new way to brand yourself, a new company, a new experience, a new venture for you. I mean, I, I, I knew you prior, uh, you know, just as, as you, you know what I mean? It wasn't, mm-hmm. it, you didn't have like this team that you were also building and responsible for. How long, how long has No Cuts, No Glory been in operation, I guess, in that way? Uh, officially... LLC wise and trademark and all that stuff. It was a couple of years after I made the brand, if you will, just created it. Uh, but that was, I, I'm so bad with years and time, but it was, uh, it was when me and my, my wife was, was dating. It was when me and my wife were dating. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where it all kind of gave birth. No customer glory was kind of like a, a birth idea, um, over time. Um, you know, it's really hard to lock in on a business not having a name. <laughs> it's, it's one of the, you know, if, if you ask me, it's one of the hardest things of a business plan is creating that name that will, you know, stand the test of time and, and really represent you well and continue to, you know, keep you on that course. Um, and my wife and I, the now wife, we were just dating at the time. We were just throwing around names. And, um, it, it it went so many different ways, and, and some some were good and just kind of passed over. But eventually, uh, my wife was like, "Hey, like no test, no glory." And I was like, I had this one in my mind already, and I was like, "I'll write it down. You know, come back to it. You know." And uh, just in my creative phase of you know um, just collecting ideas, but um, it just really kind of honed together, and I, I could not sleep that night. That name kept ringing in my head, and I sat down that night with my my sketch pad. I like to sketch a lot from time to time, and um, just got the idea out and played around with it. And I still have that sketchbook at home with the original sketch of you know the page of how I brought it all together. So um, you know, it, it really kind of stuck. No personal glory is um, something that, of course, represents you know a haircut, but also. Um, in so many different walks of life as well, and I like to be relatable. You know, I want the brand to be relatable and continue to be relatable. And no cuts, no glory. It could be, you know, you're a chef and you cut yourself. You learn from it, you know, and, and you continue to stack on to that greatness. So, uh, you know, it's just it became. Now, you know, now that's, that's that's where it started in my apartment. Now, now, uh, what was the what was the name you had in your head, and also was oh that was that when you realized you were going to uh, make your wife uh, your your well your at that time girlfriend your wife when she like came up with the name you're like okay we got to get married off that no I already knew okay all right I, I already knew that I that I wanted to go that course with her in due time but it was a name uh, I, I I couldn't let it go for a while but it was cut or die. And a lot of friends would say, you know, like, <laughs> a lot of friends were like, hey, man, you don't want, you yeah. don't want your brand to represent death. Death, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that's not going to, you know, and and I had this logo. It was fire to me, man. It was fire. But nobody else was, you know, as a creative, you kind of have 
your thoughts and you're like, this is it. But it's nice to have some constructive criticism that kind of hones you in. And, and, and uh, my wife, Alia, being so direct and upfront, um, it's really helped me, uh, you know, just kind of bring it all together. So um, that's that's kind of where, where it all it all started in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, we were expecting my seven year old, now seven year old Parker. Uh, we were expecting her. Uh, she was on the way. And I was working at a shop. I was working at a salon downtown in South Loop. And I was like, I got to save money. You know, I got a kid on the way. I don't know what the crap I'm doing. But I know I can't keep paying these percentages and do what I need to do. So I uh, made the decision to um, move into the apartment. Um, at first, it was in the kitchen. And then Ali was like, okay, you've had it with the kitchen. And then that moved to the living room. And the living room literally was where it all kind of came together. Like the kitchen was cool because Ali was cool. What I love about yeah, Ali was <laughs> like, "Hey, got some tacos." Here's yep. ta- like people, oh, wow. people still talk about that. Right. Wow, day. right. And she's an amazing cook, which which I'm, I'm it's such a blessing to have her. But she made some fries right. one time. She made some fries one time. I don't know. That's like I think it was like my first time in the kitchen. And she was just like, oh, I got these, you know, I made some extra fries. I was like, all right, like, you know. <laughs> and, okay. and TJ's like a self, self-pronounced chef, so oh, okay. know, he's like, okay, I'll, she, I'll try these fries. She does her thing, though, TJ? Oh, yeah. She, hey, she threw those down. I was just like, yo, this is pretty fire. <laughs> so wait, so, so, so wait, so, so that's, so you used to literally, like, invite people into your home where your family, where your wife's cooking to have them get their cut? Literally, yeah, and that's and that's that's pretty much Kevin. Like the the clientele that I've built around is uh, is more than just um, you know me invite me invite you into my house is just says something about our relationship in a way. I would I would hope even first time clients they knew you know you're coming to my house. It was a you know no matter who you were, no matter what position you were in life, you're in my living room. You're in my kitchen. All egos aside, all all BS aside, like yeah. you're but it was some of the best well. times though. Yeah. Yeah. It was some of the best times. Like we had we had so many like just, just dope conversations and stuff too. And you know, even some of you know, like my network, I would send them over, they'd be like, where, where are you getting cut at? I'm like, yo, I'm you know, over at Drew Spot and I give them the address and they would like always text me afterwards and just be like, yo, like the vibe's great, you know. Um, even especially when we moved into the living room you know there's a mirror there they had painted the wall you had tv going it was you know all different type of music and different things like this going big on screen tv and then like i had my apple shuffle pictures on the thing and it'll be like pictures of all haircuts because i'll take these you know kind of artsy pictures and of people's hair and people were excited to make the tv right like they'll be sitting in the chair and they're like oh that's me <laughs> you know, so it, it was yeah. just like a it was like a little hub of, of family, you know, you know, people who referred other clients to me knew that, you know, like I can't refer this person <laughs> to Drew's house, you know, so it, it really kind of uh, it created this this environment that is still going to this day. Well, and you how, know, like how did you is, how did you build your clientele, Drew? Because I, I mean, I, I've known you to have. Um, you know, people like creatives come to you for for cuts. How did you start to to build? How did you start to get your your name out there? Build that rapport, camaraderie, uh, you know, with yeah. clients. 
Uh, just time, consistency. Uh, you know, every every time somebody sits in my chair, the opportunity to, uh, you know, a learn something about you, but give you give you a service that I, I'm proud about. You know, and, and and every every client that walks out of my chair is a potential you know walking billboard. And so, you know, if if you represent yourself well through your work, um, I believe that it'll. You know, it'll pay itself forward. So, um, you know, just just my my good friend Ahmed. I don't know if you know Ahmed Brima, who uh, is owner of Eleven Eleven Restaurant over in the the West Loop. A great friend of mine, but he worked at Underground at the time, and we were good friends. I started cutting him out. Um, I met him by playing basketball at a gym, and we just gained a good relationship. And and from his start to his growth at at uh, Underground, we, we just gained a great relationship so he bumped his way up to the head host or whatnot or so anybody who would come in you know they would see his haircut you know and i knew that every week people are going to see this cut because he's in one of the hottest you know nightclubs in chicago so i just stayed consistent on doing my work and he was always open which i'm appreciative and he's like a brother to me now but he's always been open to let me try new things on his hair and you know, give it a little different look or, you know, he was just open. So, uh, you know, just, just, just by that, I got, I got to meet, uh, Simeon Rice. I started cutting Lance Briggs, Jerry Azuma, uh, or I, I met Jerry. I met Lance through Jerry. I met Ahmed. I met, yeah, I met Jerry through Ahmed. And then Jerry introduced me to Lance Briggs. Lance Briggs started inviting me to, uh, their uh, their camp over at Olivet Nazarene. So I would go out there and pick up some new guys just because, you know, uh, Lance is getting his hair cut by him. So I started cutting all these defensive guys from the Bears. So it, it just really it, it organically grew over time just by just relationships, just staying persistent, trying to be, you know, as timely as possible you know just it is it, it, so many different dynamics that added to the growth but of course it, it's really been been all about relationships so, so you went, it you, just continued to to grow well right because you went from the kitchen to the living room what was what was the step after the living room the step after the living room actually was uh i moved into a space that uh hebrew hebrew brandley owned right and uh he opened up that space to me at the time I was trying to figure some things out. Uh, wasn't really to really, really ready to step out there yet. You know, I was kind of tinkering about it, but uh, I had a situation where I needed to make some things happen. And, and, and I, I started cutting Hebrew, uh, shortly before that actually. And, uh, he, he was like, Hey, you know, I got this space, I got a new space, you know, and he just let me kind of build in, in that space so uh, that was a, a great opportunity I'm always appreciative of him you know allowing allowing me to kind of grow in that space you know that was that was a, a monumental kind of pivot in, in, in the in the plot the story yeah um, so from there the actual like first NCNG like storefront storefront was uh, down the street from from the shop we're at now at uh 1417 West Chicago. So Chicago and Noble. Right. Um, so that was the, and then we 
shifted over to here, but uh, right after the living room was was the space with Hebrew. And so, and so what? T- tell us your address now, so people can w- one know, and then also any socials or any ways that people could uh, be in be in touch. We'll give it a, at at the end as well. But where are you at now, and what's what's the best way to get in tune with what you guys are doing? Uh, we are located at sixteen thirty seven West Chicago, uh, right right next door to the library off of Chicago and Ashland. Uh, the best way to reach uh, the, the shops NCNG is uh, NCNG, at NCNG Chicago. And then on there, you can click on the website link, and that's the best way to get a hold to if you want to you know, get a service or if there's any business inquiries that you have, uh, there's a link that, that TJ controls. Uh, so it's just a... You know, you can see the whole collective team. You got a great team over here. It's, it's continuing to grow. The energy is it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's phenomenal. And, and <laughs> so, 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 I mean, and congratulations on that growth. I, you know, TJ, this is for you too. What, what, what's, what are you guys trying to cultivate in the space now? I mean, now it's it's more. You're out. You're out of the <laughs> kitchen. You're building. You've built a team. Uh, what's the environment? that you all are intentionally trying to build in, in, in this space? So, I mean, Drew opened the original space um, and he always had a, a lot of different things networking-wise, like in his space, whether it was like new music that was coming out, it was art that was hanging up, um, just different things. And, you know, people were always asking questions about it. And so at the first space, you know, 1417 Chicago, uh, we did a couple of art shows. Uh, we did some artists' first art shows, you know, in that space as well. And, you know, we've always kind of just had this general kind of sense of community and just networking. Um, and really just helping people become, you know, the best versions of themselves and providing, you know, that venue. And so we started walking around. Uh, we wanted to stay in the same area. We knew our, our kind of lease was coming to an end. And, um, you know, I, I saw this space and I immediately called Drew and I was like, I think I found the shop. And so he came down um, and he loved it. And then we brought his family over as well, too. And it was just a lot more room for us to just be able to create. So the team itself, you know, everyone, you know, is an independent contractor in the team. Um, you know, we have people that play different roles. We got some, you know, seasoned people that have been with us for, you know, almost four years now. And, and they kind of have their own brand and following from, you know, within the shop. And then we got uh, some young guys that are coming in and we just added a hairstylist and a, and a braider. Um, and I think we may have one or two more per you know, people to come in as well, too. So, I mean, everyone kind of represents the NCNG flag, but at the same time, they really had their own unique skill set, and everyone really kind of learns from each other, and they're better in each other. Um, and so we're really selective about the people that we welcome in. But we do a lot of stuff, again, you know, with art. Um, you know, we try to rotate art every quarter, give people opportunity to showcase their work. We want to get more into, you know, some of the people that have their own products, people that have um, whether it's clothing lines, you know, illustrators, like you name it. Uh, we just try to be that, that venue for people to just be able to kind of get out there and, and just do stuff. Um, and so I think that's just the platform that we've been able to build um, is really part of, you know, Drew's overall vision. And I just try to make sure that this stuff works behind the scenes and, you know, we go from there. Yeah, that's real. So I, I, I want to know for both you guys, I mean, Drew, um, 
you're you know cutting hair goes back with you in your family is that is that right like yeah yeah it does um, mm-hmm. Is it your your grandfather was was also a barber? Yeah, my my great grandfather, my my grandfather's father. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was a master barber. Yeah. So, how much do you know about that story? Like, what what what, what how how did that pass? You to know, you? It, it's funny. I, I I would hear bits and pieces over time. I would hear things about him. Never really saw any photos of him cutting hair or anything, but it's it's known that he was a well-known established barber and uh my mother actually picked up the skill as well but um just thinking back to him um <laughs> it, doing the nike project actually made me reach out to my grandfather and have a real heart-to-heart conversation more uh, extensively about that that whole story so i really got to dig in and and, and have the uh, man, a great conversation, and it kind of built our relationship up a bit um, between my grandfather and I, because, you know, he just saw that spark in his eye, he would talk about his dad in the barbershop, like, you know, my dad, you know, he, he, he actually came from uh, Virginia, his uncle was a barber at uh, a military base, so he would be there at the military base, and he would just watch him cut hair, and then eventually one day his uncle was like, hey, I need you to cut a head. And he literally put him on the spot, and he stand, stood up on the little stoop and cut a guy's hair. And that was, like, his first experience when he was, like, uh, I forget what age. I want to say, like, 13, 14, maybe. Uh, and then he actually went went to uh, work at a barber shop. And then a guy at the shop, they wound up opening a barber school together. <laughs> so they opened a barber school in Virginia. And then... My he's actually my great grandfather is a twin, so he moved to um, Chicago because his brother came here. He met a girl, moved to Chicago. His brother came to visit and then never left. He literally found a shop that he could work at and moved his whole life here to Chicago. So uh, he wound up uh, becoming business partners with the guy. And they were there for some years, and then they were building the expressway out, and they had to change location, so they, they were there for a while as well. But um, that's kind of like uh, the, the, the short uh, of the journey. And he, he, uh, he cut hair his whole life and to, to his death. Wow. And, uh, you know, it, it's really cool. My mom uh, was a huge inspiration. Continue. She's always been an inspiration to me just, just creatively. Uh, but she learned how to cut hair when my when my my when my parents got married. Uh, my dad he cut his hair his whole life, and he was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna teach you how to cut my hair to save money so we can buy a house." So she started cutting his hair and became really good at it. She's really good with her hands, really crafty. And so my whole life, I saw my mom cutting my hair, my brother's hair, my dad's hair. So that's where. That's where my my eye uh, caught, caught the whole whole uh, barbering situation. So well, when, just just through Sagan. When did you when did you so you got it from your mom? When did you first cut somebody else's hair? Seventh grade. Seventh grade is when I picked up my clippers. Picked up clippers because seventh grade was kind of like, all right, my mom's gonna cut my hair, but she's not gonna keep it as fresh as I want. And there's a lot of girls in the school. 
So I got to keep myself a little, little, you know. Yeah. So I would sit there in the mirror with the liners and just practice edging myself up, which is really hard. If you've ever tried to do something in the mirror opposite, it's, yes. you know, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a thing to catch on to. So I, I would sit there for hours and just, you know, work my way into whatever I thought I was doing and, and eventually just uh, became pretty good at it. You know, watching my mom. Uh, it, it was just, you know, I'm a visual learner, so I can just sit there and watch something and pick it up pretty quick. So I just would watch my mom, man. And at, at what point did you? At what point did you know you wanted to do this? I mean, as a as a as a craft, as a career. Uh, <laughs> at the point where I was in college and my grades were shit, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I have I have my grades somewhere. I, I was like, I'm always going to keep this to remind myself. You know, like, you know, I, I did it. I tried and it just wasn't my thing. But uh, my dad, it was that conversation where it was like, okay, I'm going to lose this partial scholarship, you know, with my grades. And, uh, hey, hey, hey. Um, Sorry, but uh, my grades were at that point, and I was having that conversation with my dad, and uh, he was like, uh, "You know what? What have you been doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "You know, at practice playing ball, and you know, and uh, cutting hair. You know, I was, I was." That was how I made my money, you know. I, my dad wasn't sending me any money. He, he sent my sister's money, but not me. He made me work for my was, You know, I get now. However, um, that was my hustle. $7 cuts, man. And, and man, just, he was like, are you going to go to the NBA? Are you going to go professional on any sport? And I'm like, not really. You know, I'm not really, I'm not really that, that invested, you know. He was like, you know, you've always loved cutting hair. Is that something you want to do? And I was like, I can see myself, you know, I can see myself seeing this through. Yeah. And it's something I, I always thought about doing, but being the oldest boy in my family, uh, I felt kind of kind of compelled to go to college just as the example for my younger brothers and younger sisters, you know, just as the oldest male. And, uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. But, you know, God had another path for me. And my dad supported me 100%. You know, he, he paid for me. You know, they made sure I got the barber school. And, and, and I never looked back. I, 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 my dad told me to, you know, just be the best barber that I can be. You know, he, he I knew I had his support. And uh, just having him, just kind of, you know, having my dad invest in that. I knew I couldn't play around. You know, my dad doesn't play with money. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I just took it serious, man. I took it very serious, and I, and I excelled pretty well. I had a great barber instructor in barber school, Mr. Mister Muhammad, Arthur Muhammad, over at Silken Classy. Uh, the staff, the, the owners are great, uh, Ken and Tony. and um, it, It's just a, a all around, just, it was a great environment to learn. And, uh, and that that's 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 uh how it all kind of yeah 
came around, man. Well, I mean, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I skipped a lot of things. Yeah, that, but, that's know. okay. That's okay. No, you're you're doing yeah. great, man. I, and clearly, it's it's paid off. I mean, I don't know too many barbers with their own shoe deal, uh, and so I, you know, I know you you referenced the the the, the Nike piece, and you know, uh, re, you know, very recently you had 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 a shoe, um, a really dope. I think it was a really dope Air Force One, if I'm not mistaken. Um, accompanied yeah, accompanied with gear. Um, you know, um, come, you know, it c- came out, uh, TJ, how did that come about that, that relationship with, with Nike? So Drew's done a lot of, uh, different events with Nike, you know, being a part of the Nike team. So he's done events, uh, down at the Jumpman store on 23, uh, in state. Um, they've actually had him out, uh, and other members of the team too, to do, whether it be like a, a season kickoff for, you know, local high schools, uh, their basketball team, you know, they'd be able to come in and get cleaned up by Drew and the team, play 2K, hang out, um, other, you know, kind of kick back and give events or parties or stuff like that as well, too. And so then uh, one time, I want to say early 2019, like Drew called me, basically was just like, hey, man, I got this email from Nike. They, you know, it have an idea about it was a DM or DM, right, yeah. or DM. He's yeah. like, yeah. he's like, hey, they got this idea for this shoe, and I was like, what you mean? Like, because I, <laughs> I was like, like, cool. like, what do they want you to do? I'm like, they want you to like style something on the shoe. He's like, no, nah, man, they want me to design a shoe. And so, um, Drew, you know, worked with the team. He put in a lot of work. Um, he represented, you know, a lot of different things about himself, but also really put on for like. You know, just the barbers themselves in general, uh, as well as the city of Chicago. So lots of shoes went out. You know, I was having other barbers that I know at completely different shops, you know, sending me pictures or DMs of, of shoes after they had been dropped off, um, you know, selling out the shoes online and stuff, too. And we were just, you know, just something that we kind of took advantage of. We launched the shoe uh, at our new shop. Uh, had a lot of people, you know, come through. It was an awesome night. Drew uh, and his dad got to tell this story uh, that he just told in front of everybody as well, too. So people kind of understand the background. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's really just the whole story about everything. I mean, people can kind of, you know, Drew's Drew's story isn't like atypical from like other people, but it's, you know, it's a it's a, a story of you know hard work and dedication when you put your mind to something too and that's something that you know we're always trying to preach when we do go out and do like these nike events especially being you know of you know african-american culture and stuff like that too it's just like hey like here's a guy that you know loves basketball and he does love sports but there's also trades that you can do and you know it's not just barbering as well too you know i know electricians that make 200k a year i know plumbers that make 150k a year you know it's this it's not just this and so we try to deliver a message to say like if you want to you know be an illustrator like you can really be an illustrator like if you put in the work you go to school you have great people around you you stay focused like you know you can do that yeah i know some people in that lane let me introduce you yeah that's what it's all about no but i mean just tying into what tj's talking about like i'm just tying it back there you know what we were talking about earlier relationships man like Nike came around through relationships. It wasn't just, you know, Nike just saw me out of nowhere, like, oh, click and see who this guy is. Like, it's, it's been relationships over the years within Nike, within meeting people who work at Nike at 11-11 through Ahmed, or, you know, it, it, it's shaking hands. And, and you know, uh, we try to encourage these younger people to understand that you never know 
like my father told me, you never know what room you're in. You never know who's in your chair. You never know who's in your chair, bro. You never know. You never know who's in your chair. You never know who, who you're in the presence of. So always represent yourself well. Oh. And uh, just trying to see that, that small detail through has been uh, a, a huge part of being able to be here on, 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 on this podcast with you, man. Like, I met you through somebody, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I, I heard. I, yeah, I think uh, through Hebrew. You know, I think through Hebrew. Yeah, right? Hebrew, you know? Hebrew yeah. Uh, Drew, instrumental Drew. Oh, yes, you know, yes, sir. Who, yes, sir. Who's a great, I believe, a leader within the community. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and there's so many great people who, who have all cultivated into the growth, the growth of, of, of where where the shop is, I, I I didn't do this by myself in any way, shape, or form. I feel I that. wouldn't be able to confidently uh, walk into these business situations now. Uh, you know, like having TJ by my side. It's it's, it's you know it, these relationships have all played a part into where we're at today, and and just being able to be represented uh, under an entity like Nike. Uh, what they represent, uh, their consistency, the, the constant work they put out, being able to represent Chicago, a resilient city who takes no shit and, you know, lays it all on the line to, to, to fight in what we believe in all in, in each other and us as individuals. And there's so many. The, the thing I love about barbering is that I get to meet so many different people from so many different walks of life. There's so many different you know, you see an NBA player like TJ Sands. An NBA player has an assistant. An NBA player has a real estate person. The NBA player has an agent. The NBA player has a assistant's assistant. They got a road manager. They have an accountant. They have their boys who play as managers as well. Yeah, like they they have like a a, a team of people around. Like you you see. You see this one player, but there's so many different moving parts, and there's so many different ways for you to play a part, you know? Either play a part or, or be that person to give positions, but it it all starts, you know, somewhere. Yeah. It all starts somewhere. Yeah. And we all are, are influenced by somebody, and there's been a lot of different influences that have given me great advice and and put me in different rooms and you know it's just a continuous circle that needs to continue to go and go and go and go and go and uh we're trying to just support yeah <laughs> you know just well, support and, and show up for everybody well I, I just have one more question for you guys you know why why is the barbershop continue to be now historically forever such an important space sanctuary for men for the community to gather and come together to have you know why, why does it continue to be a pillar of the community the barbershop I think it's just always just kind of naturally you know been that way I mean if, if you know I remember the first time I went to the shop I was probably maybe like 12 or 13 uh, with the T's barbershop in you know St. Peter's Missouri and just sitting there and just listening to the guys just talk like whether it be about sports whether it be about you know problems at home just like kind of whatever it was just kind of this this sanctuary and you know information was flowing and kind of going from there too and i think to drew's point it's 
it's about like what you know and who you know and and the different stuff that you're learning you know along the way um and i think that's something that's definitely important in you know the african-american community um because they don't teach you everything that you need to know about you know investments and finances and pay rates and stuff like that but you know if you meet somebody in the barbershop that just happens to you know play in that area and happens to you know know a little bit something about that you know they can educate you and and there's something that you know you can learn and, and kind of go from there too right so that's one of the things and you, you can just be yourself you can walk in and just be and just do whatever you want to do like at the shop for the most part as long as you know and there's you can have your opinions and we'll go back and forth about it for like hours i mean even me and drew like yeah. we brothers but like i've definitely had to you know kind of get out of the chair like at different points and be like nah dude you're i fundamentally disagree with what you're saying right now. <laughs> no and, and then i then i have to you know check myself because he has razors in it but at the same <laughs> time <laughs> you know yeah it kind of goes is what it is nah i, I mean the barbershop is just a, a combination of everybody's individuality just clashing in one place you know it, it's it's the conversations that happen, you never expect in any way, shape, or form. Expect <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, the barbershop for me was different. I didn't step foot into a barbershop until I was sixteen. You know, my mom cut my hair, so everybody has their own experience that makes the barbershop. You know, kind of what it is. I, I don't know if you do you get your haircut somewhere. Yes, sir. I mean, during during this moment, I am cutting my hair myself. But uh, yeah, okay. I, I, you so, know, I, so what? What's the barbershop like for you, Kevin? Uh, yeah, what what is it like for me? I I mean, I have my guy, you know, my 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 barber's Johnny. Uh, we've been cool for a while now. Uh, it's an opportunity mm-hmm. for us to catch up, to build about music, sports, what's go, you know, what what's going on in our lives, um, and then also to over like to ear hustle other conversations too. You know, there there's so much shit that gets talked. There's so much knowledge that's dropped. Um, and, and I've, I've had that experience my whole life in barbershops, you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's been amazing. It's been amazing. You know, so many different perspectives, so many different life changing experiences being out and, you know, uh, just seeing everybody, I don't know, man, just something peaceful about, you know, even though it was a chaotic time, it it was, something very peaceful about everybody's conversation. I think everybody had time to collect themselves and and just be. Have you guys just, have you guys been open during this time or what's what's that what's the process been like for you? Uh, yeah, I would imagine you were closed but you're you're open now. Yeah, we're open now. Um, there's a lot of different um, guidelines we have to go by now which is it's cool. Um, you know, it's it, it's nice to be able to at least provide some type of service to everybody now and, and uh, <laughs> just be back, just be back, you know. I, I really thoroughly enjoy my time, but uh, being back has been been pretty refreshing, you yeah. know. Uh, but we were yeah. shut down for, is it March 20-something? to uh, About seven, third, about seven weeks. Yeah. Well, maybe seven to nine weeks, and so... It, it hit for us because, you know, we, we had just dropped, I mean, candidly, we just dropped a bunch of cash to kind of get everything up and running. And then we we launched the shop in, you know, in February. We're operational for 
you know, six weeks and then, you know, COVID hit. And so, um, you know, for us, it was, it was kind of tough too. And, you know, we had been doing some construction during the, the fourth quarter. And so, you know, I was definitely concerned about Drew, but then also very concerned about, you know, the rest of the team as well too, because, you know, um, we have a responsibility to those, those people that kind of stand under the flag. And so we did end up coming back. Um, it was a little tough with some of the funding and different things that were going on within the city with whether it be like grants or PPP loans or SBA stuff or whatever the case, but it seems as if um, they've heard the cries over the last three, four weeks, especially um, when, you know, the stats came out about minority business owners and what funds were available and not available to them. And so now we're getting back to, you know, rebuilding and, and continuing to build, you know, phase two of, uh, the shop of what it is that we want to do and, and then hopefully get to phase three um, by the, the end of the year and just keep moving from there. So oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm excited for y'all. Um, one more time, you know, before we get out, uh, best way to be in tune and, and uh, where can, where can people find you guys? Man, uh, I would say the best place would be either the IG at NCNG Chicago uh, the website is a great way to uh, kind of get to know everybody on the team a little bit. You know, you have a, uh, an array of people to choose from. You can kind of see a little bit about the shop that we're about over at NoCutsXNoGlory.com. Great. And and the, the address of the shop again? It's 1637 West Chicago. Okay. But I imagine there's no drop-ins, right? You better make an appointment prior. We're we're appointment only, but we're happy to see some faces if you want to drop down. All we ask is you just wear a mask. Yeah, of course. Okay, well, um, Drew, I'm glad you listened to your wife and uh, went with No Cuts, No Glory. (laughs) I think that's a superior name. To whatever you were thinking prior, um, yeah, I, I was I was just thinking about a name change, man. I don't know. I might go back. I, I go back. I, I don't. <laughs> like if, if if TJ's face uh, is telling us anything, I think the answer from at least his business expertise would be no. Um, but TJ Drew, I, I appreciate y'all both, man. Thank you for being in the corner store uh, this afternoon. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having us, man. Shout out our super producer, DJ Cashera. Big up boss man, Todd Manley. Thank you to our official corner store photog, Mercedes Zapata. Salutes to the snack door, Max. Also, please, y'all, follow our Instagram. It's corner underscore pod on IG, on Twitter. Tell us who you want to see in the corner store. And also, please consider dropping a couple of dollars into our Patreon account. It's patreon.com corner store underscore pod. The corner store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.